The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. BET state restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Head over there now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code MADNESS for 10% off of orders of $40 or more. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb i feel like the true mark of a fantastic parent is one who when you start to play the intro to your podcast in the car because of course quality control your daughter automatically quotes along with uh, Tony Stewart and saying that he'll wreck his mom to win a championship. I find that as a parenting win. I love it. I'm going to continue to do it until the day they get too old to want to hear their dad's voice on the radio. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, is that child abuse to play back my voice in the radio? <laughs> I think I need some parenting tips because if I tried to turn mine on, my daughter would... Uh... Go crazy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, it's it's they hear it so much already. Um that every time they get to hear it over the, the speakers, I'm always like, Hey, listen, daddy's gotta listen all over across, you know, so I make sure that the show sounds good no matter where you're listening to it. And they, they buy it now. But I'm pretty sure that's about to wear well, out. Until they figure it out, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> till they just till they realize that their dad just wants to hear himself talk. That's really all there is to it. But uh, yeah, well, I don't like to hear myself talk, so I don't blame any of you if you don't like it either. <laughs> Cody, thousands of people out there do not share that opinion, and they love to hear you talk. So uh, I am one of those, by the way. So just if you needed an ego boost today. Uh, Good thing we've been that. hanging out a lot lately. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, a lot, a lot lately, like hours upon hours lately. But um, listen, if I was locked in a room with with many, many, many folks, and if I had my choice, it would be you. You know why? Because we'd be able to talk racing for hours. Hey, that's uh, yeah, that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, and as former military folks, well, you and then me, currently military, like we know that when you're stuck out on a watch, like if you're in a, in a guard post or if you're in. <laughs> whatever watch that that you do on ships like for hours at a time bro you gotta like the person next to you or else you're gonna be in for 12 it's brutal if you and that person have nothing in common (laughs) yeah and back in the days when there was no phones to just sort of like wall yourself off yep (laughs) some rough times (laughs) rough rough times but thankfully we don't have that uh to fall back on you and i would get along smashingly as they would say across the pond 
uh, if we were trapped and locked in a room for hours. So, um, you guys, not so much. You probably get tired of me really quick uh, if we were locked in a room together. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, hey, if they're listening here, they uh, they like to listen to your voice too, Rod. I can't even imagine how many hours you guys have spent with me in your ears. How 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 are you not in counseling right now? How are you not getting help? Uh, let us know in Discord. I'd love to know. <laughs> but anyways, uh, all right, Cody. Yes, we are continuing the West Coast swing. I think we're on the tail end of it, right? We, we're done uh, on on the yep, West End. After this, we're back to back to Super Speedway racing again. Back to Atlanta. Um, and yeah, headed headed back east to, to Georgia. So this is the end of the of the West Coast trek. Yeah, and we are still in the desert of Phoenix, Arizona. Been there, done that. That place is hot in the summer, man. Hot in the summer and then cold at night. I don't know what it is about the desert, man. I can't I, I can't even live there at all. I visited there for a few weeks and just I was done. Well, I don't know. It's cold in the winter and hot in the summer here too, so Maybe the desert is, is better. <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're walking around at 109 million degrees and then all of a sudden it dips down to 109 below, yeah, that's a little bit of a swing that I don't like. Uh, but, yes, it is the uh, United Rentals Work United 500. Please explain to me what the hell that is because I still don't know. I think they want you to work United, Rod. I think they do. I don't know. I, I just – I real, when I was typing this out the first time, I was like – how many Uniteds are there? Because I I did I did look at it a couple of times. I'm like, why does it say United twice like that? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I think they're they're trying to get you to work United with United. Oh no. Yeah, anyway, uh, last anyway. year this race this race was the <laughs> Ralph Mortgage 500K, which which we made fun of a certain book for having 500K in their title. I'm going to let them off the hook because they they got part of it right. They get an A for effort. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. Anyways, so it is the United Rentals Work United 500 from the Phoenix Raceway. 312 miles around this one-mile paved track. It is short. It is flat. We have reached about the shortest that we're going to get now uh, for a little while. And then we worked our way down from 2.5 to 2 to 1.5 to 1. Um, we'll go back. Are we sure this isn't a 500 K race? I mean, it is 312 miles, right? So why is it the United rentals 500? Maybe it is 500 K. Maybe we're the ones who people are laughing at. Yeah, but it would, yeah, (laughs) you're right. Cause a 5k is 3.12 miles. So I might've just discovered how not smart we are there. (laughs) Math has never been my strong Why are they throwing one race in than kilometers? That doesn't make any sense. You guys know this by now. Math is not my strong suit at all, at all, which is why I host a gambling show. That's that's exactly it. So, uh, all right. Anyways, this is the DFS episode. Uh, Thanks for venturing with us through the Xfinity. Thanks for hanging with us through the cup picks. Uh, We have reached the DFS portion of our week. And then, of course, uh, we will be putting on a live show as well later on in the week. Stay tuned for that. Um, we'll answer some of your questions, get you guys' betting cards set um, before the the race on, well, before the weekend of racing, because we tell you that, you know, you can ask us Xfinity questions, you can ask us Cup questions, we'll answer whatever, um, just to help get things set. And I think by at that point, we'll have some practice down, or is practice on Saturday? Well, depending on when we do it. I practice is until Friday evening, yeah, so. that's right. 
We'll see. We we'll haven't got that far in life yet. Oh my god! <laughs> One show at a time. <laughs> One show at a time. But of course, this is the DFS show. But before that, Cody, there are some things to put on our radar. Uh, of course, we we already know the fate of Chase Elliott. We we learned the other day what uh, Hendrick Motorsports was going to be doing. But not to be outdone, other teams are making moves around the the garage as well, right? Yeah, a couple of couple of driver announcements today. Uh, Jensen Button who is a, a former Formula One champion. He won the 2009 Formula One World Championship. He's made 309, uh, well, he's made 306, he's entered 309 Formula One Grand Prix, but only made 306 starts. I don't know the whole story there, but <laughs> he's got 306 starts uh, with 15 wins. And uh, again, that championship, he is going to be racing on in three races in the Cup Series, for Rick Ware Racing in their number 15 car, but it's going to be a car prepared by Stuart Haas. So, uh, again, another another Formula One guy coming back to the or coming to the NASCAR series to compete. Um, and so he's going to be racing three road courses. He'll be racing Coda coming up here in a couple weeks, the Chicago Street Course, and the Indy Road Course um, that will be later on here this season. So, again, Formula One, I mean, all the way back, 1967, there was uh, four Formula One champions that entered NASCAR races. Mario Andretti won the Daytona 500 that season. Uh, so Formula One, it's been there's been a long history of of guys entering. Um, we just uh, it just got announced earlier this week that Kimi Raikkonen is going to be back uh, in the Project 91 car. Uh, and then Connor Daly is going to be back in the 50 car for uh, TMT racing. So a lot of open wheel crossover, getting these guys over here. Obviously, um, Jordan is a Jordan Taylor. I think that's going to be replacing Chase Elliott at Coda. So kind of back to the old school style of bringing in all these road course ringers. Right, Rod? Well, we talked that's, about uh, it the other the, day, too, right? Where it's yeah. like that all the Boris Seds of the world Boris and Seds, yeah. Max Pappas, mm -hmm. all these guys that used to jump in these cars and and run the the road courses now it was different back then they would come in and do dominate <laughs> we don't see that quite as much but but another formula one legend that's going to be competing so uh i think that's a good thing for the sport to, and again you know bring bring some of those formula one fans over there's no f1 or well i guess it's not this weekend he's racing but there's pr likely not an f1 race on all three of those weekends so uh get get some more of those formula one eyes over here and always good for the sport to to bring in these open wheel guys yeah, I, I mean, again, especially for the road courses, which is exactly what. But uh, you, to a T, you hear these guys that come over from F1 into stock car racing, and I didn't realize how heavy these cars were. I didn't realize how, how bulky and how hard it was to drive these stock cars because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a guy that, that can tell weight by just looking at the screen. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that are glad for that. But, I mean, obviously you could tell that the F1 cars are sleeker. They're, you know, if that even is a word. Or, or just more aerodynamically constructed, right, versus the stock right. car. It's like you're, you're putting a bowling ball through when, you know, it's like you're trying to put a, a Frisbee through in, in one case. So Yeah, well, and I mean, think of the open wheel compared to NASCAR doesn't have the open wheel. And, like, that seemed to be the biggest thing for Kimi Raikkonen last season. He's like... You're beating and banging nonstop in NASCAR. Like these cars barely touch an F1 and they're destroyed. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a totally different type of racing, totally different cars. Uh, so it's always good to see, you know, obviously we've had Jimmy Johnson go over to the IndyCar series and 
and we've had some other guys do the doubles with the Indy 500 and stuff before. So always fun to see the the crossover stuff there. Uh, another driver announcement. Colleg is going to be running their third car, the number 13 car that they had in the Daytona 500 at the Bristol Dirt Race on Easter Sunday. And they are bringing up Jonathan Davenport, who is like probably the best lit dirt late model driver in the country right now. The guy is absolutely insane. He's pretty much the only person that can beat Kyle Larson on a regular basis in anything. Uh, he won $2 million last season just at dirt tracks alone. Uh, that's how good he is. This is a guy who's been racing dirt tracks since 1991. Uh, I remember him when I was a kid. He, you know, the big late model tours would come to town. Jonathan Davenport was always one of those guys. So going to be awesome. Again, we've seen some couple of guys try the truck race and stuff and didn't necessarily always have the best success. So we'll see where he ends up. But it is cool to see these guys. I mean, he's kind of a star in his own right in the dirt world, but to get the chance to come all the way up to the big stock car series in NASCAR. Uh, that's another another pretty cool driver announcement. Uh, and again, bring some of that dirt racing crowd. A lot of times the uh, dirt fans don't like NASCAR. And, and you know, Kyle Larson, I think, has bridged that gap a lot um, with, with bringing some more fans in. But I think Jonathan Davenport could bring even more in. It's on Easter Sunday. People are going to be sitting around with their families. Let's flip on the race and watch Jonathan Davenport and see how he does out there. And there's going to be a lot of folks. I don't know what it is. Not the crossover, not so much. I mean, I know that there's a there's a very unique technique to dirt racing, and it's obviously you know you you're at, on the on the wheel, you're at the very edge of what the car can do. You're slipping, you're sliding, and obviously you know the the actual stock car racing on asphalt. You want grip. You don't want to be sliding around. If you're sliding around, your setup's wrong. Right. So unless right. you are on Bristol dirt, but yeah, I, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm anxious to see if the crowd kind of crosses over and if that does boost the sport. It's you know it's crazy, Cody, because we we've, we've been fans for a while now and we've watched the ebbs and the flow of of viewership, right? And and you know back in the 20 years ago when I first started watching, it was it was uh, you know sort of a yeah they had the national broadcasts and yeah you could watch it every week, but you weren't feeling like it was being watched. And you 15 years later, it picked up a little bit. You know, it, it seems like it's picking up still, but it still doesn't feel sometimes. And and maybe now, now the more sex of of, of uh, racing that we can bring in, be it dirt, be it F one, be it IndyCar guys, maybe that does sort of boost the the eyeballs and bring the sport up a little bit more. And it's funny that to say that because I still feel like we've come a long way, and yet we still feel like we're fighting for a place at the table. Right? Yeah, it is. It is weird. And, and motorsports fans are are so funny because. Everybody kind of has their own faction for the most part. Like, well, I'm a dirt racing fan, not a NASCAR fan, or I'm a NASCAR fan. I don't want, and it's like all these motorsports, they're all great. Like I grew up going to the dirt track. We went every weekend to like three different, we had a place Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, like nothing but racing all the time. Then we would watch the cup races on Sunday afternoons before we went back to the track. And like, it's yeah, I, I like the crossover of all these. I like watching F1. It's, totally different racing right it's a totally different discipline and a lot of things are different but yeah it, it is good to see them all bleed together a little more and, and continue to to bring the uh the series and and crossovers together a little more 
I concur. All press is good press, in my opinion. So, um, exactly. All right. Anything else you want to get to before we start hitting this DFS uh, lineups here? Let's get into let's get into some DFS drivers. Let's get for into the DFSF drive DSFS DFS. Let me read some ads. That way I can get all the words out properly, and then we'll come back and we'll give you our our couple of high price and mid price drivers. How, how does that sound, everybody? Sounds good to me, Rod. All right, Rod's going to learn words in the process, and when we come back from the break. <laughs> but let's tell you about WinBet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here. Plus, there's plenty of ways to win. Getting down on the NBA, NHL, and the XFL. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. Cannot beat that. So much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbed.com as we 21 or older present the state play through Winbet is available. If you or somebody know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Cody, once again, you beat your way into the dock to fill out the DFS drivers first. Did and I steal a driver from you, Rod? It's not that you stole. I felt like I left it. I felt like I was like, okay, Rod's probably going to play this guy. Now, I, I guessed incorrectly on the top guy. I did guess correctly on the middle guy. I figured that would be your your play. Yeah, yeah but, you were uh, right. <laughs> I did not. I wasn't sure on the on the low price driver. So I felt like I stayed away from guys that you would have leaned towards. It's But you kind of did. But I mean, I, when, when I was looking at yours, I was like, yep, that was my first choice too. Uh, thankfully, I had a backup. So I'm okay with. Well, that. luckily for everybody out there, this will be short and sweet. There's six spots on our sheet for DFS, and they all say Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Just play lots of Kevin Harvick and have a good night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, this show is now but, over. I gotta get a second ad read in. Damn it, no. <laughs> oh wait, no. For before, I mean Kevin Harvick. We didn't put him in there. Again, we talk about him every week, right? Free Square and DFS and all that. He is going to be the most popular guy this weekend. No matter what he looks like in practice, no matter where he qualifies, no matter where he starts, everybody and their brother is going to be on Kevin Harvick this weekend. So in cash games, if you want to fade him, best of luck to you. He's probably the most locked person I could put in my cash games. But if you're trying to win a GPP contest, a bigger, you know, a bigger pool and trying to be different, not playing Kevin Harvick is going to make you different, (laughs) whether that works out for you or not. To be determined, right? Of course, there's always something could happen. He gets a penalty, he gets in a wreck, has a flat tire. There's any number of things that can go wrong, and that's where that could could pan out for you. And in order to win the GPP contest, you do have to be different. That's that's a majority. Sometimes the chalk comes through, right? But but a lot of times you got to be different to win those. So I would caution you there. But if you're playing in, in a cash game at all, you know your your contest with your friends or or the contest we put in the in the discord 
I would expect every one of you to have Kevin Harvick in that lineup this week. Oh, yeah. But you if you're trying to win that, maybe you'd be different too, I guess. I was so. going to say, oh, you'll be different. All right. You'll certainly be different. You'll be different down at the yeah, bottom. At the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and listen, if you need anything to help back it up, because obviously, you know, we don't want to just tell you and not tell you why. Uh, the dude has run 12,154 laps here. He's led 1,663 of them. He is the lap leader, not active. Not anything. He is literally the lap leader of the entire track, be it past. I mean, he, he leads guys like Jimmy Johnson. He leads guys like Mark Martin. He leads guys like Rusty Wallace, like all of those guys, and even active leaders that we'll talk about now. Um, average finish here, 8.7 with nine wins on this track. You don't even have to look too much farther down the line from this season either. He's got a 40.7 fantasy point average. He scored 40 last week, 50 the week before. 32 at Daytona, 51 at the duel, and 39 at the clash. I mean, look, we, we, you, if you listen to this show, you already know, but I'm just saying, like, that's the numbers to back it up. He's going to be good. End of Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, we talk about him every week, right? Talk about, but specifically at Phoenix, 19 top 10 finishes in a row. You really don't need to look much farther than that. Uh, and I was trying to look up. I got distracted quickly, but I was trying to look up and see where his top 10 odds are. Hey, his stats are sexy enough to get distracted, gone. man. So don't even worry about yeah. it. Like, he, Wow. He's now the, the favorite or the, the most juiced top 10 bet, but it's still only minus 190. So if you haven't listened to the betting episode yet, what is your problem? Go back and do that. And secondly, go back Kevin Harvick to finish in the top 10. Anyways, that's the end of the Kevin Harvick segment of the DFS show. My first driver from the top tier pricing is Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle Busch, a guy I'm very high on. I picked him to win this race in the betting show, uh, and he's got the history here. But more importantly, he's been on fire to start this season. We've talked about it. We, we talked about him all offseason, right? He's the driver I was the most bullish on in the offseason. So far, that's working out, luckily. Hopefully that continues to go well, um, but comes out of the clash of the Coliseum, top three finish right away, first time in that RCR equipment, goes to Daytona. He's leading the race at the end of, of regulation. Now, both those tracks are, are not easy to compare to here. The clash is, is a short, flat track, but it's very short, <laughs> and Daytona is its own beast, but it's still positive momentum. Then he took that to Auto Club. Obviously, he wins the race there. Last week... A little bit of a disappointment. He was the favorite to win the race, but we backed off of him a little bit last week. Hit got in the wall early. We talked about that as well. It just it threw everything off, but expect him to, to be right back on it and looking good this week. Uh, you go back at his history here. He's got three seventh-place finishes in a row. Even in the fall here, at the very last race in Joe Gibbs Racing, after the horrible just second half of the season where it almost seemed like they were giving him test cars or something because everything just went wrong. He still managed to finish seventh. Finished seventh here in the spring when Toyota was still very, very much struggling early in the season. Uh, like Similar to how we're talking about Ford right now, that was Toyota at the beginning of last season. Still managed a good finish then. Uh, you go back, in, uh, he had a 25th in March of 21, but 11th in November of 2020. Before that, his finishes were third, second, two wins in a row, another second place, then a seventh, then third, second, fourth, fourth. Like he is consistently up front here at Phoenix, 
a very good driver here. He's a very good driver everywhere. He can make those one of those, you know, similar to Kevin Harvick, similar to Jimmy Johnson when he was still in every track. He's got good statistics at, but he is very good here and he's on that role here lately. Um, and so he, he is my top play, um, of the guys at the top of the board here. And he is actually the third priced guy on the board. Kyle Larson's at the top at 1100 or 11,000 rather 100. And then it's Joey Logano at 10, eight. And then Kyle Bush checks in at 10, six, uh, as the third, the third highest price guy for DFS. And for DFS, you're looking for lap sled. You're looking for fastest laps. And with Kyle Bush, you're probably not worried about place differential too much. But for Kyle Bush, we talked about Kevin Harvick being the all-time lap leader here at Phoenix. Well, Kyle Bush is right there in second place. He's led 1,990 total laps uh, in his uh, races at Phoenix. He's got three wins. His average finish here is 10.7. Um, just a guy that can f- completely dominate a-, a race here. In fact, there was a race in which he led 237 of 319 total laps around this, and that was the 2012 race, the fall of 2012. Dude led 237 laps, and he turned um, 58 of the fastest laps on this track. You go back a little bit uh, more recently in 2019, 103 of the fastest laps in the spring, 43 in the fall. Now, over the last few years, not so much. Last season, he had four of the fastest laps, two of the fastest laps, and he hasn't led a lap since the 2019 fall race. But again, just like Cody alluded to, his average DK, or I mean, sorry, his average DFS uh, points per game is uh, 42 and a half. Uh, he got 21 last week, but of course we we kind of documented his fall from grace. Everybody had 82 by winning uh, over there in California, and then um, at 45 at Daytona. So yes, the eight car is fast. He's good. I co-sign on this because I was going to take him as well. Uh, so Cody's laughing. <laughs> I am. I am laughing. You are nah, laughing. I mean- it. I didn't even, didn't even mean to steal that one, and I did. Oh, it's okay. I'll take it. Um, all right. So my next one is actually the sixth all-time lap leader here. Um, he's he's behind guys like Rusty Wallace, uh, Mark Martin, and Jimmy Johnson. So he has eh, kind of a decent enough shot to maybe try to catch that. He's at 854 total laps led around this track. He's Denny Hamlin. He's got two wins at Phoenix already. His average finish is. 10.6 uh rusty wallace is right in front of him at 868 so if um if denny hamlin can lead some laps in this he could very well pass rusty wallace 911 to mark martin might be a little bit of a stretch but uh listen hamlin hamlin and those those toyotas are still good but hamlin knows his way around this track uh, very well 21 top 10 finishes in his 35 starts 16 top fives here he only has one dnf you look back at the last five races for him he has finished inside the top 10 in four of them inside the top five in three of them inside the top three in two and then in 2019 he did get one of those wins uh so again denny hamlin for his price right now i absolutely love taking a step back from him uh, from from some of these other big guys, he's at ninety six hundred dollars. He's below the ten k mark. He's in a in a price range where, if he starts, I don't know, outside of the top ten, differential points are fine. 
I think he can find his way up front. He was up front in uh, in this last race as well, uh, and until he got shuffled back after that phantom caution. Um, and Cody, I, I did end up listening to his all uh, actions detrimental podcast, uh, to which yeah, he was like, "Man, I, I'm still pissed off." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was he was not real happy about that. It uh, it cost him a better finish than, or yeah, co- it cost him when he should have had a better finish. Yeah, exactly, because he was running third at that point, so that's a much better day for him uh, than it would have yeah. been. But like I said, at ninety six hundred dollars, I do like him in this range um, because it just I feel like the upside's there. He had forty points last week, fifty two the week before, thirty one at Daytona, forty one at the duels and 43 at the clash. So a consistent performer at 41.6. We're, we're touting Kevin at 40. Denny Hamlin's got 41.6. I think he's a, a good a good pivot below 10K for that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, again, I mean, Denny Hamlin is another driver. You can make a case pretty much everywhere for him. Um, but he, he started the season not quite as good as maybe you would expect, but he seems like he's just one one green flag away from taking over a race and dominating it and and could easily be be out front for you all day you are correct sir uh let's go ahead and just move right into our mid-tier drivers uh seeing as though we took a break a little bit early we can we can do that now let's let's move straight into our middle of the road drivers so cody who are you taking um right there in that in that sweet spot yeah next up for me actually going to take denny hamlin's teammate uh christopher bell Christopher Bell is eight thousand eight hundred on his salary price for this race. He is. We talked about a little bit on the betting podcast, but he is a short, flat track guy. He's very good at these types of tracks. We saw it the last couple seasons at New Hampshire, specifically. Uh, again, a, a somewhat comparable track as far as being shorter, being flatter, um, and even though you know, even his races here. In his last four starts, the the four starts he's made here with Joe Gibbs Racing after his Levine family racing starts, uh, he's got four, three top ten finishes in four of those. Twenty uh, sixth last spring here, he had had some struggles in that race. Again, that was when Toyota was struggling overall, anyways. Um, but started seventeenth here in the fall, finished tenth. Uh, he was ninth in the previous fall, uh, November twenty one, and also ninth place in March of twenty one. Uh, he's a guy though that he's also eleven to one to win the poll. I'm gonna give that out there. We haven't given out a ton of poll winner bets yet, but I like Christopher Bell to win the poll. He is shown to be fast. He's he's got four career polls, and most of them have been recently. Again, during COVID and stuff, they didn't qualify, so that that kind of skews how many polls he potentially could have had we seen qualifying throughout his entire time at, at Joe Gibbs. But they've proven to be fast in qualifying runs it seems like every week he's always one of those 10 finalists consistently at 11 to 1 i like that so i'm going to toss that out there as a as an extra bet for you on the nascar gambling podcast but 11 to 1 for christopher bell to win the poll and i think that at this just cheap of a price he really offers you the upside of he could go especially if he wins the poll right where he's fast in practice he can go out there and lead you a bunch of laps get you some fastest laps and you're not paying that much for him he's Higher end of the mid-tier guys, but he's still in that mid-tier of pricing. If he does win the poll and jumps out to a lead, that's that's one of those things where we'll see here that he can hang on to that for the better part of that first stage. And that's, you know, 30 free points, honestly, or 30 or 40, depending on how they break the stages up for, for pit stops. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely great value in that. 
for a guy who could potentially be right at the front at the green flag. So I like it. I like it a lot. Of course, obviously Gibbs strong all over the board. So it's, it's probably not a bad idea to take either or or both, you know, of these guys. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to Brad Keselowski. He made a case for him to be a top 10 car in the betting episode, so uh, go listen to that and, and find out what his odds were there. I just, again, Brad Keselowski, a little bit of an overlooked driver because of his struggles last season, and he's still not the sexiest of names, right? He's not a Hendrick driver. He's not Kyle Larson. He's not Alex Bowman. He's not William Byron. He's not Denny Hamlin. He's not a flashy guy. I don't know what it is about Brad Keselowski that kind of makes people go, uh, right. But he's a good driver and he's been a good driver for most of his career. Obviously. Yes. He struggled last year, new car, new team, new ownership role. Like there was a lot, lot to distract Brad Keselowski from the product on the track. And even just listening to that one episode of Danny, Danny Hamlin's, uh, podcast made me realize that these guys, you know, when they start to step into other roles, it does take away from their ability to concentrate on the track at large. And so um, now we're starting to see Brad Kozlowski sort of pick himself back up again. Uh, obviously, last week the finish wasn't necessarily there, but he did finish uh, seventh in early, or late February and then, you know, started 10th and finished 22nd in the the Daytona 500. But he was running around. He did lead 42 laps in the Daytona 500. Um, but, you know, again, it's just a matter of, uh, uh, his his uh, California uh, track was was fantastic, right? Uh, Sixteen, uh, he started sixteenth, finished seventh for fifty points, and he was only seven thousand nine hundred dollars. Like that is a great uh, value for him. This week he comes in at seventy eight hundred dollars, and on this track, he's actually been uh, very good. Up until, obviously, like I said, last season where he had a 23rd and a 35th place finish. But the year before that, in the fall, he had a 10th place finish. Um, in the spring of 2021, he started out on the pole but finished fourth still. Uh, 2020, he started third, finished second. So he's, he's, like I said, been a solid driver on this track. I think he's figuring things out again. I'm not scared to take him. Uh, you talk about fastest laps. He's He turned some fastest laps around here. In 2020, he had 30 in the spring and 47 in the fall. So again, he's still a good driver. I still think he's talented enough to get this done. And I like the $7,800 price tag for him to be one of your mid-tier drivers. Yeah, I fully endorse that as well. He's been a guy that we've talked about a lot lately, and he's been a guy that you can kind of rely on to to be in that mid-range for you, get you a solid day. He can lay down a fast lap or two here and there. He'll snag a couple laps led through cycles and and pit strategy and whatnot, and he's got that upside. He can win as well. Uh, so, yeah, love this play as well. Well, and you just look at who's around him in this instance, too. It's Eric Jones, it's Austin Dillon, it's Ryan Priest, it's Austin Sindrick. Like, you know, some of those guys don't necessarily make you go, Chase Briscoe's up there. Uh, Josh Berry is at $8,000 right above him. So I'm just saying, like, take the relief, take a good driver that you know is going to give you a good solid finish at the end of the day. Chase Briscoe, what what's his price? He's at uh, he's at uh, eight thousand four hundred four hundred for just under four thousand dollars less. You can get BJ McLeod, who finishes an average of four spots worse than Briscoe in the last two races. I'm <laughs> sipping my tea, sipping my tea. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep throwing that out there. If you if you don't follow our Twitter, you should at NASCAR Gambling. But I uh, I made a very what I thought was hilarious, anyways. Uh, 
milk carton with Chase Briscoe's name on it to uh, to promote this week's show. Uh, obviously, he he's missing. Last seen uh, in the vicinity of BJ McLeod. I'm sure he thought that was fantastically funny. We'll we'll see yeah. we'll see when when his <laughs> PR guy reaches out to us. Uh, hey, dear NASCAR, come on the show. Things. We would love to talk to him. I'm telling you, this is not that we hate you as a person. We want to have a beer with you. We just, you I know. Do, yeah, I do feel sometimes I'm like, I, I hope none of these guys actually hear or see this stuff and think we don't like them because nah, it's not the case. It's, nah, listen, they all they got to do is listen fun. to one second of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to to toss fun things out there, especially when he was he was a hot hotly contested topic at the beginning of the season because. I was very out on him and other guys we know. Shout out to Derek. We're very high on him. And uh, so far, I've been right. But I'm just waiting for it to bite me in the in the ass soon. So I'm going to take advantage of it while I can. Has he returned your text yet? I'm just, you know. He did, he did text me back. There you go, so Derek. He, he laughed. So, Attaboy, uh, <laughs> Derek. Attaboy. We, lo- we love some Derek. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we have got one more tier to get to for your DFS lineups in NASCAR. We'll do it after the break. We'll give you our value drivers of the slate. But let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Mine gets busted before the bracket even starts. I don't know. I I don't know why I keep filling out all the wrong teams. Uh, That's why I watch NASCAR and not NCAA football or basketball, rather. What's that, Cody? Uh, I'm I'm so bad at filling out those brackets. Yeah, I have zero. <laughs> I suck at it. Yeah, I, I would let I would probably let my kids pick it out of a hat and probably do better than than me actually picking it. So, uh, but you you are a smarter person than we are. Uh, so go over to Underdog because Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to one hundred. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. For all of you out there listening and watching and, and interacting now with our YouTube channel, I've got to tell you guys, it's been a lot of fun putting this together. Now you can see the work that uh, the bosses put in. Shout out to our, our awesome graphics guys out there too for putting all this together. What you're seeing is the passion that we've had for this show, and now you get to look at it. I don't know how much better that is for you, but you're doing it. So thank you for doing that. And make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, I don't know, Cody, what's that that thing we say? Smash. Click click the bell. What you want to do, because if if we have the live show uh, Friday, which is the plan, you'll, you'll want to have that, that bell click so you get the alert. You can jump in. Last time we did the live show, interact. we had a lot of comments, interacted, answered questions, and, and took people's thoughts on the weekend and everything. So, yeah, make sure, make sure you do that because we do plan on uh, – having a live show at some point on Friday. Yep, and my graphics game will get slowly better as uh, as the thumbnail wars continue. So, uh, yeah, make sure you do that. Head over to YouTube, search NASCAR Gambling Podcast. You'll see Cody's smiling face and probably mine alongside of it. So, uh, all right, do that. Thank you. We love you. Underdog, too, by the way, they already have their best balls out for fantasy football season. If you are a fantasy junkie like i am and our drafting teams currently uh, it, how do you feel about this roster so far rod i've got justin fields and trey lance at quarterback i'm still a believer in lance so we'll see we'll see if my gamble takes off but i figure this early in the offseason i got him at uh 101.8 is his adp and i got him around his adp i got him at 97 so 
I feel like if he ends up becoming the starter, gets traded or whatever, it's going to shoot through the roof, right? So great value. Anyways, I know you're a Niners fan. I don't know where you stand on the quarterback situation. Maybe you get Lamar Jackson. Who knows? Uh, oh. <laughs> but also, I have Christian McCaffrey, 49er. Okay, there you Ramondre go. Mondra Stevenson, Javante Williams, Brian Robinson of Washington. I feel like those are four solid starting running backs. I got Jerry Judy. You know, I got I gotta have a little faith in Russ this year. But Jamison Williams, I think he's going to go off for Detroit. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I'm stacking the 49ers in this lineup, but not even intentionally. But Tyler Boyd and Sky Moore. So I feel like I'm still drafting, but that's my that's my team so far. I feel I feel very confident in this one. Uh, I will I will say I feel confident after your quarterback situation. Your quarterback situation on <laughs> hey, a week. Justin to week Fields basis. is going to be good if nothing else. Right? Uh, that, but Justin Fields, but ch- can Chicago support Justin Fields? That's the as long o- as he runs for 200 yards a game. I don't care what Chicago looks like. <laughs> All I'm saying, well, yeah, that's true too. Uh, but can he turn one of the fastest laps? That is the question I want to know. <laughs> Can Justin Fields can Justin Fields get around this mile uh, flat track faster than any one of the drivers that we De- suggested? Did you hear Denny talk about Michael uh, Jordan getting in the simulator and yeah. not making it for like five minutes? He was like, "I'm that, done." <laughs> it's dude. It's a different these these drivers are athletes, and Michael Jordan, granted, he's six six or whatever he is, so it's not comfortable. But they set everything up for him and. He did not last but five or ten minutes in the in the simulator, and he's like, yeah, this isn't for me. So. Listen, more often than not, I'm driving about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes to get to where I, I work most of the time, uh, depending on where, where I have to travel for it. And, man, after like a half hour of I-5 traffic, I'm already ready. And this is I-5 traffic. This isn't even like bumping and banging. This is just getting cut off or, or you know, having a, a truck jump out in front of you at the last minute because they want to get around another truck. Um, that, that kind of stuff, I, my blood's boiling. After an hour and a half, I can't even imagine the type of, of torque that you're pulling at 190. You know, the, the, the nerves of, of watching... A car dip down in front of you, like at the last minute, or and to feel actually feel contact. Because normally, when you're driving, you don't want to feel contact. <laughs> if if somebody gets into your right <laughs> rear, like you're you're exchanging information. Like that that's how this works. There, no, you're you're literally feeling somebody banging in the behind you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how they do it. Pro- props <laughs> to you guys. Yes, props to them. All right, uh, next up for me, my my value driver, low-tier priced driver. I went to the bottom. I started there and, and worked my way up. You got BJ McLeod all the way at the bottom, 4,600. Now, if you want to break from Chase Briscoe, of course you can use him. Then it's Cody Ware, no thanks. Todd Gilland, he's going to be in a Rick Ware car, so no thanks. Ty Dillon, <laughs> notice they didn't offer us that Corey LaJoy head-to-head this week because they realized <laughs> that was stupid. Uh, so no thank you. And then it's Zane Smith at only 5,200, and that's where I stopped, and my interest was peaked. Uh, if you're digging all the way down at the bottom here and you need to get one of these guys in, Zane Smith has a lot of upside for me. I know we just saw Josh Berry jump in the nine car, have struggles all day, finish 29th. It wasn't great, and and Zane Smith only has one, two starts now in the next-gen car because he filled in for Brad Keselowski last season at Gateway, which is a very comparable track. A solid 17th place run. If you're paying 5200 for a guy, I will take a 17th place run. That was when RFK was still struggling. He did very well in that car. The front row cars aren't great, but they're okay. We see guys like Michael McDowell do pretty good in them. 
every week and even Gilliland has some flashes here and there. Um, Zane Smith, uh, again, that 17th place at, at gateway. Uh, but if you look back at his history here at Phoenix in the truck series, he won the race here in the fall to win the championship. He finished fifth the previous fall and back in 2020, 2020 rather, uh, he finished second here as well. So three starts in the truck series here all in the top five. Now, of course it doesn't translate directly over to the cup series. He's not going to be in the top five likely, but I feel like and I talked about this on the betting show where I had a bet for him. I feel like he can hang around in the top 15 or top 20 and just have a solid day. He's just going to be out there collecting laps and not trying to get in trouble, not trying to, to be in the way, but have a solid day. And we saw that with Noah Gregson last season when he would jump into that 16 car for colleague at, at places like Kansas and stuff. And that was his, that was his goal, right? Was just complete all the laps. He ended up getting top 15s, top 20 finishes. And when you're getting a guy this cheap, that's a good driver. Zane Smith is, I mean, he's being rumored as possibly a guy who could be in the four card next season to replace Kevin Harvick. Like if they could get the money to line up, that's a talented young driver that they want to get up there. And so I think that being in the, in a good enough car that he's in with front row, being at this cheap, I think he can go out there, give you a solid day, not get you negative points, which is huge at this price, but still offer you a, a good solid points day. Um, his one start, he did make a Daytona. Uh, again, it's Daytona, but he started 17th. He finished 13th, scored 36 points for you. So, th so that's a pretty solid day there. Uh, he did really well in the, in the duels as well, scored 46.2 points in his duel race. So again, I think he just, he's going to be real good at taking care of things, getting it to the end. Sometimes that's better than picking somebody that's that's going out there and, and beating and banging and, and getting caught up and stuff. Well, listen, you're you're getting a guy that can give you his potential ceiling is almost ten times his his salary, you know, and that's that if he even gets you eight or nine like he has in the last couple of races that he's gotten in one of these one of these cars, like I'll take that every day. I mean, it's just at, at fifty. What is it? Fifty two hundred dollars. All he's got to get me really essentially is is 30 points you know and and i'm i'm happy with that because if he gets me six times seven times what i'm paying for him like that's all you can ask and like you were saying these guys that are down around him the bj mcclouds the cody wears the todd gillilands you're not getting five or six times you're hardly getting four in some cases of what you're getting for it so yeah i like the zane smith angle i really do that that seems like a smart uh play thank you you're welcome, Cody. I'm, I, I got to give the props when I got to give them, right? Very kind words, Rob. You're welcome. Listen, uh, $6,900 is about as low as I wanted to go. I, I share your, I share your nice. enthusiasm. Nice. I share your enthusiasm <laughs> for Zane Smith. I really do. Um, but sort of where I drew the line, because I, I did sort of the opposite, Cody. I, I kind of started from where I was at Brad Keselowski and dropped down to where my comfort level, where I didn't feel like instantly sort of gagging on on what i was doing um and and <laughs> believe it or not it stopped at eric almarola now again when you look at eric almarola i'm below him are, are the guys that we just talked about right but they're also uh ty gibbs not interested chris busher not interested uh haley almondinger you know i love almondinger so it was a little tough for me to do it but he's sixty two hundred dollars just haven't seen it out of him yet and, and the list goes on and on. I just didn't feel comfortable. But on the betting show, we made a very solid case for Eric Almarola to, to be a solid car in this track. And uh, again, that, that's kind of where I drew the line at my comfort level was Eric Almarola. 
because I think he's going to be one of the better Fords. And and again, we talked about it in the betting show too, where Ford doesn't have a very high bar to actually <laughs> to actually get across uh, this week. We know Kevin Harvick's going to be money. He's in the same type of equipment as Kevin Harvick is. Um, so hopefully some of that sort of scrubs off on him. Uh, unfortunately, not the best uh, at this track all around, but he's he's a good solid guy, and for $6,900, I'll take it, uh, especially if he has a couple of days like he did uh, last season. Not necessarily 2022, but 2021. He started 18th, finished 6th uh, in the fall of 2021. In the spring, he started 32nd, finished 11th. Um, go back to 2019, he started 14th in the spring, finished 4th. 18th in the fall of 2018, finished 4th. Uh, in the spring of 2018, started 22nd, finished 7th. Uh, did it again in the fall of 2017, where he started 22nd, finished 9th. A lot of place differential points there for uh, Eric Almarola. And if he, if he ends up having a day where he starts toward the rear, like he did uh, last week, where he started 21st, finished 16th, that's 32 points. It's not bad for a guy that's about $7,000. I think that's kind of where you expect Eric Almarola to be. And he's got the potential to, like you said, cycle through and lead some laps. He did in Daytona, where he, he, started, he led 16 laps there. In the duels, he actually won his duel, right? And led 17 laps in the process. At the Clash, he actually led 16 laps there. So he's been sneaky good this season. Um, not like great. But his car's been been around the front, and that's really all you can ask for a guy at $6,900. Um, and, and I think, again, like I said, I think he's going to have a good solid finish. I think I made a case for him to be a top 10, yeah? Uh, so if he finishes you, top 10. You had 10, him in a head-to-head, didn't you? I think I had him in a head-to-head, I can't yeah. remember. But I Either think, way, both of us organically came up with ways to bet on our Eric yeah. Almirola this weekend. That so should tell you something. When you're finding a guy at 6900 that we both were able to come up to find our ways we wanted to make sure we got him on our betting card because – he is just a short, flat track guy. We talked about it, and this is where he can jump up and have a really great run. And then next week, you'll be like, I thought he was good. What happened? On the milk <laughs> carton just, with Chase Briscoe. Yeah, he's right next to his teammate on the milk carton. <laughs> and <laughs> it just, that's how he rolls, it seems like. And, and he pops up at these short, flat tracks and has good runs. And every time you look back and you're like, man, well, you know, it's short, flat track. Of course he was going to do good. So. Just we're going to keep riding that momentum and, and play him. And uh, yeah, I, I fully back this as well. I did consider him. I thought maybe you would take him. So I passed up on that as I continued to scroll all the way to the bottom and, and found my very cheap driver. But uh, I was just looking at this and, and I thought for a second, I go, wow, we picked three Fords and three Toyotas after all that Chevy talk about how much we love Chevy. <laughs> and then I realized that despite the fact that they have Kyle Busch in the M&M's picture still, he isn't a Chevy now. So I feel a little better. We still ended up on three Fords after as much as we dogged on Ford, but I think they're all they're all pretty value drivers. So the price you're getting them at, I feel like, is is a solid place. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is a pretty solid solid group of seven guys. We're gonna throw Kevin Harvick in there, of course, but uh, and a great great place to start your DFS lineups up. Well, and that's the difference between DFS and betting, right? I mean, it, with the struggles that Ford has, you figure they're probably going to start at the somewhere in the back or maybe even in the middle of the pack. And, you know, the, each one of the drivers that we picked has the potential to move up. And that's really what it is. Like, Ford's is a blanket. Again, I'm Chris Busher, I'm not not feeling that. You know, it's it's not that that I'm picking him. I'm picking the guys that I, Eric Almarola, the the Kevin Harvicks of the world. Those are the guys. We're not, we're not, chasing after chase or uh mr briscoe 
Um, you know, so that's that's another thing where it's like, ah, but yeah, we're picking guys that we think are solid and that can be uh, contributors to your DFS roster. Not necessarily betting on them, but you know, at least they'll contribute to your DFS rosters. I think we're betting on all three of these guys actually too, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Go back and listen to the betting show. We'll you'll yes, you'll hear why. Uh, Again, found good ways to bet on all of them too. So. Yeah, we did, and and it's a sharp angle, right? I mean, we're not necessarily saying that they're all gonna win. Maybe one of them, but whatever. Uh, anyway, go back and listen to that. All right, get your pen and paper out. We're gonna tell you exactly where we land on our DFS cards. Uh, Cody started you out with uh, Mr. Kyle Bush at ten thousand six hundred. I said Denny Hamlin at ninety six hundred. Those were our high priced drivers. Our mid tier drivers were Christopher Bell at eighty eight hundred, and Cody wants you to throw a little bit on him to win the poll at eleven hundred, uh, plus eleven hundred rather. And then I gave you Brad Keselowski at seven thousand eight hundred, and then Cody gave you Zane Smith at fifty two hundred, and I gave you Eric Almarola as my value driver at sixty nine hundred dollars. That is the drivers. Can you fit them all in one lineup, Cody? You got $1,000 left to spare even. $1,000 left to spare. There you go, folks. You can actually fit all of them into one roster and try your luck on that. Yep, there you go. I need somebody to go do homework and figure out uh, if we, because I don't normally throw them all in one. I always just I, I, I should actually pay attention to how they, I do throw them in every week. We've not, we've never hit anything big on it, but uh, it's been pretty solid lineups every once in a while again this is all before we know qualifying and practice and things are going to change and you necessarily wouldn't want to play all of them if they're all starting towards the front and depending on how things go so it's just these are the guys to watch and guys to start with and you know some of your fantasy lineups need turned in before practice and qualifying stuff like that you, these don't this isn't just dfs plays like these are solid guys for whatever fantasy types of games you're in and, and all that stuff as well yeah i'm actually in quite a few this season I, i'm in a little more than <laughs> i expected me, to be i know right <laughs> listen hey i had i took a step back from fantasy football because i'm pouring my heart uh, and soul in nascar <laughs> yeah i've i've sort of backed off i can that. do both <laughs> i'm doing fantasy football for fun now that's a weird feeling that's a very strange feeling uh i but don't yeah. know what that's like <laughs> i don't well i didn't for years i'll tell you it's freeing everybody it's it's a beautiful thing <laughs> Um, all right, before we go too far off the rails, Cody, uh, we'll wrap up the DFS episode. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Make sure you check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. Uh, we're going to be recording an episode of that here shortly. And then, yeah, subscribe to the, the YouTube channel and uh, make sure you click that bell because we're going to be going live. I do want to give a shout out to COVID and Cambria. I forgot. We forgot to do the fantasy recap from in the recap show. We ended up having so much to talk about. It's rough when uh, when all three series are going because it's a long recap episode. But yeah, COVID in Cambria, two weeks in a row, has uh, has taken the NASCAR Gambling Podcast Fantasy League. Um, you could still get in that, by the way. It'd be pretty tough to win at this point. But if you want to play along with us, brag when you beat us and get your shout out on the show, uh, just ask in the Discord. We'll give you the link. Uh, I was second place this week, so... Starting my comeback already, Rob. I was nowhere near second place. In fact, I was uh, <laughs> I was the BJ McLeod of the of the uh, what you call it. I was rolling rolling around there with Chase Briscoe and BJ McLeod. Chase, <laughs> oh, look at that. Chase Briscoe finished right behind you. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. All right, fine. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Hey, listen, I tweeted it out earlier, but I want to I want to go public with saying you guys. 
I cannot even begin to tell you how much I am so happy that you guys have put this show on the map, on the SGPN. We have rocketed up almost into the top five in podcast rankings uh, in the network itself. And if you know the network, you know that's a huge deal. And you guys have done so much to put us there and to make the bosses take notice of what's happening. And it's all you guys. I mean, the community is all you. It's driven by you. Um, we're just so happy to be able to, to do this for you guys. And you keep rewarding us for it, man. And we're just we're just humbled. Like, I don't even know what the word is to use at this point. But thank you so much for doing it, for supporting this, for supporting the YouTube channel now. I, I'm just telling you, I love you guys so much. Can't wait yes, to get back to you, it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, yes, indeed. We'll see you tomorrow. We got some fun stuff planned tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, we'll uh, we'll close out the week strong. Get ready for some racing in the desert. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. Yeah.